absolutely delighted to be able to to greet you and um, it's another week of not being able to meet together but you know what we want to say as Paul wrote we want to rejoice in everything whether we can't meet is not going to determine the joy that we carry in our heart because Jesus is real and he loves us and he cares about us and so in spite of the fact that we're doing this recording again and you're at home somewhere watching listening reading this we still want to rejoice in the fact that we serve a mighty God and he loves us so much. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for being who you are. And I pray that today as we share around God's word again, that it will encourage you, that it will stir you and it will support you and it will motivate you towards that which God wants to do and accomplish in your life through this preach. We want to carry on talking about this beautiful concept of putting God first. And today it's going to be done in the context of community and how we express the priority of God in our lives through our interaction with one another. And so hence the title of this day's message is simply God first and the role of people. And our people can help us actually in that whole endeavor of putting God first. So I want to make a bold statement right from the beginning, and you've got to kind of sit back and kind of fasten those seatbelts. It's coming up right now. <laughs> it says, I, I cannot, I'm talking about us, I cannot proclaim that God is truly first in my life if I don't do it in community with others. So the reality is that I say God is first in my life, but I have to do it with other people. And so the Bible is very clear about this concept. It always refers to the following role of believers. It, it refers to us serving. It refers to us worshiping. It refers to us growing and learning. It refers to us fellowshipping. It refers to us reaching out. And all of these things are spoken about in God's word in a context of relationships with others. It's never done in isolation. And so it's, it's an incredibly important aspect that we have to understand. It's only in community when we learn life's most important lesson, and it's this. I do love more. I cannot grow in loving more by myself. I've got to do it with people around me. Outside of relationships, we will never be able to develop things like patience, kindness, unselfishness, forgiveness, and all other qualities God wants us to possess. Never going to be able to grow in those things outside of community. And currently, there are many reasons why people live outside of relationships with one another. And, and COVID is just one of them, by the way. I mean, COVID is one of the many reasons that people say, you know what, I, I can't manage relationships with others. And we've got to be aware of the fact that there are things that are threatening this community with people. If we aren't in fellowship with people, then I want to say to you, then there's limited life taking place in our lives. And when there is limited life, there's limited growth because where life exists, things can grow. You know that. 
take life away or you limit that, growth will be limited. And our growth is the pursuit of becoming more like Christ. And so in other words, if there's limited life that comes from engaging people, there's going to be limited growth, people. We, we've touched on Matthew 6, verse 33, for the last two weeks, and today is the third one, where we again want to reiterate the fact that Jesus says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And so, if, if I seek Him first, then it has a practical implication also of how I relate to people. That I need to be amongst you so that I can learn from you and grow together with you and learn to forgive you, celebrate with you, accept you as you are, and obviously the other way around too. And so seeking first his kingdom is really taking the effort and making the effort to say, I want to position myself amongst people as well. I will show you just now how the Bible proves today. In other words, I dare not attempt to fulfill this verse, Matthew 6, 23, outside of real meaningful relationships with other believers. And Jesus taught this principle in numerous places. Doing life with him and putting him first involves doing life with others and navigating through countless issues when we do so, doing life with others. Oh, my plea this morning and this day to you would be, in the midst of this crazy time that we're in, please don't do life on your own. Please engage people. Please obviously pursue God. But pursuing God is engaging people too. Putting God first means that you and I recognize that there is nothing godly about permanent isolation or being separate in the kingdom of God. It's not warranted in the scripture. And it never will be. When years ago, there was this concept that, that was um, encouraged through people moving to monasteries and, and doing what they called, you know, monastery life. Um, it was done so that people tried through that to become more holy. But that is not what the Bible teaches us. There's a time for we, when we can separate ourselves and, and do our own thing and, and obviously wait on God and, and learn through that. But we're not called to a lifestyle of isolation. We're called to moments of that, but not a lifestyle of it. We never can grow from isolation. People living in seclusion is not a biblical pattern. And I know that we can live in a, in a context like this in Blue Eye and still see a lot of people. But you know what? We can be amongst people, but we can be disconnected from people. Jesus spent most of his life amongst people. He would have those moments with his father. But most of his time was with people. He loved community. He would eat with people. He would drink with people. He would engage people. He would engage sinners. And the people ridiculed him about that. But he engaged people all the time. And if we profess that Jesus is number one in our lives, and we are living outside of community, then we would probably have to lovingly challenge each other about the reality of Jesus being first. You cannot love God and love Jesus and not be in community with people. If God is as important to you as we say he is and to me, but I'm disconnected from people, then something somewhere, my friend, has gone wrong. As we continue in Matthew today, 
Jesus moves from personal issues, Matthew 6, verse 33, his whole context there is like, guys, don't worry about what you need to drink or eat and clothe yourself with. Personal issues. He moves from chapter 6 into more interpersonal issues where he says, listen, you got to understand that there's a reality of not worrying about issues and taking care of yourself personally, but there's also this interpersonal stuff that we need to look at. And he does this uncomfortable thing. He takes the concept of him being first in our personal lives, walking with him, right into our interpersonal relationships with others. And it's amazing that in this chapter, verse, chapter 6, verse 33, it ends in verse 34. The very next verse we often miss because we take it away from the context of Jesus just having spoken about him being first. The next thing that he takes us into is this concept of interpersonal relationships that we ought to have and how we have ought to have those. And so he does this. He challenges us about him first and how it relates to our connectivity to people. And he says, if we follow him, I want to dare to say this to you today, that we can't disconnect from people regardless of their faults and their issues. So Matthew 7 the next chapter says this, judge not that you not be judged yourself. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Amazing how he clearly brings us back to what was spoken about two verses ago, that we need to put God first. And he says, when I'm first, then you need to understand you cannot disconnect from people, no matter how and what they do. You just cannot. We are being challenged to take this reality of who he is first in my life, and if he is first, supposedly Jesus, right into the difficulty of relating to people who are different than us. Jesus first means people that are different, I've got to relate to them. I can't judge them. Living in community, therefore, with people is a real test of our faith. So if you are outside of community, your faith can possibly not grow the way that it ought to. Because we realize that in this world, we are all imperfect. <laughs> you will battle, by the way, to live with me. Because it's probably true that I have stuff that will, that will ah, frustrate you and annoy you. But it's actually so good that you come into my world a bit and get frustrated with me so that you can grow. And so me to you. And, and, and I see the stuff in your life. But... I don't despise and judge you for it. I say, God, I need to learn to grow as I relate to my brother or my sister that's so different to me. I want to show you just the simple item here called binoculars. <laughs> and really, in this context, it's so incredibly appropriate. You know what binoculars do? They bring an object that's far away closer to us through vision. And so you use it this way. If you've never done it, the small um, side is, is the eye side where you put it to your eyes so that the whatever is far away can be closer. 
You know what we do with our with our brothers and sisters is we look at their lives like that and we see the stuff in their lives close up and we're like, oh my goodness, look at that thing. Look at that stuff. It is just so absolutely disgusting, isn't it? When we look at ourselves, we turn it around. When you do that with binoculars, what is close is now far away. And so you have the opposite effect. No longer, when I look at myself, then I turn it around and say, oh, my stuff is not so bad. Look at them. They're kind of like minute over there because I do it the other way. That's the mindset that we have. When we look at ourselves, we're like, gee, I'm not too bad. When I look at people, I'm like, oh, look at this stuff in their lives. And Jesus warns us here. He says, our spiritual lives battle to grow because we take ourselves out of the growing pot called church when we go outside of community. And we look at people's faults and we say, oh, I see their stuff. I'm going to not, I don't want to be part of this. I don't want to be close to, connected to people like that. And we miss out on the great opportunity to see more of Christ formed in my life. So I want to ask you, what end of the binoculars are you using when you look at yourself and when you look at people? So if God is a priority in my life and, and, and gets preference by seeking him first, then it seems as if Jesus teaches further that people should be valued and not be despised. That people should not be judged, but tolerated. There's this beautiful portion that I want to read to you in, in uh, Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27 that, that Paul just so clearly encourages us through. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27. He says the following. He says, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you're standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving, here's a key, side by side for the faith of the gospel. Paul saying, guys, don't do this on your own. Side by side. Striving. Keep on growing. Side by side. There's a beautiful another verse in Colossians 3, verse 13, that I'd love for you to read at your own time. And therefore, I want to say we need people who are different to us in our lives because they help us grow. The second thing that, that Jesus talks about here in, in Matthew 7 is in verses 12 to 14, all about this thing that we put God first in the context of people being with us, it helps us to grow. It says, so whatever you wish, verse 12 of chapter 7, so whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and a way is, is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter it by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. So I want to encourage you that there's this wide gate that we can just, hey, let's go do our own thing. Let's just avoid people. Let's just be selfish. Jesus is saying, hey, you grow by pursuing the narrow way. And the narrow way in this context is not just faith in Christ, but I dare to say to you, it's this golden rule that the Bible talks about. It says, whatever you want people to do to you, hey, you initiate and you do to them first. So in other words, if we follow him, if Christ is number one in our lives, then we take the initiative in our approach to people that are so different than us. We are not to deal with others as they deal with us. 
Jesus is saying that if he's first in our lives, then we not only live in community with people, but we take the initiative of doing good to them. He's saying treat others like you would like to be treated yourself. So I'm so, I need you. I so need you. And I so need you to be, to be certain things to me, but I cannot expect that from you unless I first do it for you. So simply the application of this is seen, and I close with this. I take the initiative in reaching out to others, and I reach, I reach out to them by treating them the same way I would like to be treated myself. This removes selfishness, for it compels us to regard the, un, the interests of others as precisely equal to our own. It would lead us to honor others, for it puts us and them on the same platform. I want to ask you, as you listen to this, what initiatives do you need to take today in any of the relationships that you are involved in? May you do that. Don't wait for people to do something to you, but won't you and I start doing what we want them to do for us by taking the initiative? And so, my friends, I want to encourage you. Oh, there's so much about this, talking about community and how it's helpful for our own growth. But I want to conclude with this, just two things. That you got to live in this community with people so that um, regardless of their issues and mistakes, that you will not judge them and not run away from them. And that even and regardless of all this stuff, that you will take the initiative and reach out to them. Boy, you're going to grow. Boy, you're going to see God do things in your life as you put this principle of God first in the community of others together and you say god help me to put you first by allowing people closer to me so the question today as i close with this is not only is god first in your life but if he is first are you connected to fellow believers in such a way that they can speak into your life that they can challenge you that you can grow from that interconnectivity so that more of christ can be formed in your life we need that, and I pray that God will help us as a church, that we will, particularly through this time, that our interconnectivity and our connectedness towards one another will actually grow to become stronger, whether we meet or not, but in our relationships it will happen. And if you're battling, if you're on your own, and you need to say to us, listen, I need to be connected, please contact us at the church telephone number, admin number, or through Facebook. Just let us know so that we can connect with you, help you to be connected to people that you won't be on your own. We pray for that. Let's pray as we close. Father, I thank you today that Jesus gave us this beautiful example of laying down our lives so that the kingdom of God, Lord God, can come in us and through us. And I pray today that for us as your people that we will see the, the importance of being connected to one another. And through that, how we can grow. That if we say, God, you're first, that it will also be realized in our relationships with people in terms of walking with them, allowing them to help us grow. And for, because, Lord, we can't be on our own. We can't be on our own. We can't manage. We can't function on our own. Now pray that you will help us to be connected. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for being with us.
If you're watching this before Sunday, 9 a.m., and you're able to join us for a drive through on the 4th of July, then please come and join us between 9 and 10. We're going to be here and we're going to give you some um, support and just encouragement. It's not a meeting. Donuts, popcorn, whatever else. Love to see you. God bless you and have a great day. Thank you.